episode number 85. Welcome to the Getting Unstuck podcast, where you'll laugh, empathize, and learn how to turn your stuck spots into sources for energy and positive change. And now your host, the creator of the Stuck Method, Shira Taylor-Gura. Hello, my dear listeners, and thank you for joining me today. I have such a great story to share with you today. Are you ready to get unstuck with me? Okay, so a few days ago, my family was invited for dinner at our neighbor's house. And I was really excited to go because, you know, we're a kind of a big family, relatively speaking, we're six. And I feel like sometimes people are intimidated to invite us over because we're so many people. And my kids aren't so young anymore. And well, anyway, that's probably a stuck spot for me to look at. But the point is, my friend invited us and I was really excited to be a guest. So we walk over to our friend's house, just a couple of houses away. And you can see at the entrance to their home, a lot of shoes. And that's because they have a custom of taking their shoes off outside and not wearing shoes inside the house. The truth is, we have the same custom in our house. And so I already knew this custom that my friend has because I visit with her a lot. And my kids, I guess they figured it out because all of their shoes were at the entrance by the time that I got there. So I'm walking to her house just a few steps behind my husband, each of us carrying food to share at the meal. And he gets to the door and he just walks in, like, just like that. Now, don't forget, we are in winter here now, and there's rain, and there's mud all around. And let me just tell you, I was astounded. My jaw dropped. He just walked in with his shoes on, just like that. And at the tip of my tongue, I was like, uh, Boaz? Uh, did you not see the other shoes at the entrance? Do you not know they don't wear shoes in their house? But I caught myself. I saw that I was stuck. And I'll share more about that. But just in that one night, I had at least three stuck spots with him. So I might as well just share with you the others. And by the way, if you are new to the podcast, first of all, welcome. But more importantly, please know that my husband gives me permission to share any story that he is involved in, both because he knows my stories help other people get unstuck, and he also knows that at the end of any story that I share, he never looks like a bad guy. So he's walking around the house in his shoes, which he's not supposed to be doing. And then we sit down at the table, and there were some blessings said, and then someone said, which is bon appetit in Hebrew. And my husband starts like, like grabbing for food, like reaching over people for food, okay? (laughs) Which of course, he shouldn't be doing, right? Like we're the guests, he should first of all, not be reaching over people for food, he should be asking them to pass the food. Or he should be waiting for the hosts, you know, like to make the first move. Or he should let the kids start first or something. But 
definitely he shouldn't have been doing what he was doing. And there were other things, but what was the thing that I probably most got stuck on was when my friend brought out dessert. She made her own chocolate with nuts inside, and it looked amazing. And so she cut it up into little squares on this little dish, and she put it in the middle of the table where, yes, you probably could guess my husband was sitting. I was sitting actually at the end of this long table. Now, I didn't count how many squares she put out, but it looked to me like she put out probably the same number of squares as the number of people that were at the table. So she puts down the plate and my husband, of course, takes a square of chocolate. And of course, he doesn't pass the plate to anybody else. (laughs) And I'm just looking at him like, is this guy serious? And then, get this, he takes another piece another square of chocolate before offering it to anybody else. I was like, oh my God, (laughs) where did this person come from? (sighs) But guess what? Yes, I got stuck that night three times at least, but I got myself unstuck each and every time. I just nipped those stuck moments in the bud as soon as I noticed they were occupying my mind. Using the stuck method, S. Every single time I got stuck, I took a stop. I just took a breath. I took a moment to pause and step out of the story that I was in. T. Each time I was stuck, I told myself I was stuck on disappointment. U. I uncovered beliefs that my husband either should or should not be doing whatever he was doing. But when I asked myself if I knew if that was true or not, I realized I was hanging on to a false belief. How do I know if he should or should not be doing whatever he's doing? Am I God? No. Am I in charge of him? No. Is there any value in me believing that he should or should not be doing something that he is or that he isn't doing? No, there's no value in that. And the only thing it's doing by holding on to those beliefs is keeping me in a place of disappointment. And that stuck spot is causing me pain and suffering. See, what did I consider? I considered the complete opposite and what I call a flip when I coach people, the complete opposite of my original belief statement. I uncovered that my husband shouldn't be doing that, for example, whatever he was doing. And so I considered that I shouldn't be doing that, that I shouldn't be judging him, that I shouldn't be putting my nose in his business. And if I chose not to have those beliefs of what he should or shouldn't be doing, I would probably just be happy. And so, just like magic, poof, those thoughts disappeared. This is amazing, my friends. You know, just last night I offered a free online class entitled How to Feel Better. And one of the students that showed up at the class asked, How do I remember to actually get unstuck when I'm in a stuck spot? 
And while I could do a whole class just on that topic, and I may one day, the short answer is, I practice. I practice when I'm stuck, and I practice when I'm not stuck, so that I can get unstuck before an unfortunate reaction would otherwise happen like me saying something in front of the guests, or me embarrassing him, or maybe even worse, me embarrassing myself. I practice because I care about my own emotional well-being. And I practice because I care about the people around me, and I know that my emotional well-being affects the people around me. And because of that, I do the work even though it's not always easy, and oftentimes it's uncomfortable. I do the work because I want to live my best life possible, and I just can't do that when I'm stuck. This is what this work is all about, my friends. Cultivating a skill. It's like any other skill you're trying to achieve, like running a marathon, which I have never done, nor do I ever expect to do but my husband has, and I know what it took for him to train for that marathon, months and months of commitment and discipline and training. Getting unstuck is not just about knowing this tool, the stuck method. It's not just about listening to this podcast or reading my book. It's actually doing the work. It's about taking responsibility for your life and recognizing the choices that you do have It's not about blaming others for your stuck spots, but rather recognizing that it's your thinking about those people that is causing those stuck spots. In fact, it's usually those people that are in your life that you believe are causing your stuck spots that are probably your greatest teachers. They are probably there in your life for you to learn a lesson. And until you learn that lesson, they will remain there doing or saying whatever they do that annoys you forever. And so for me, that basically translates as my husband is here in my life because he is here to teach me a lesson. And that lesson is to stop judging him. And when I stop judging him, the only thing that will be left is to love him. And until I fully realize this, he is going to show up in my life and continue doing the things he does that get me stuck. That's a huge insight, my friends, a huge awakening for me that I hope you can find a similarity to in your life. This is the work, my friends. It is. It requires honesty and vulnerability and practice with stretching the way that you look and the way that you think about things. It requires discipline and it requires self-study and no one can do this work for you. You can choose to do this work on your own, although from my experience, people gain the most, they learn the most, and they benefit the most when working with someone trained in this work. If you are listening to this podcast in real time, which is December 2018, you may know that I am launching a beta program called the Getting Unstuck and Living Deliberately Journey. This program was created to support you in your personal work in both getting unstuck and living your life on purpose. 
In this group, we will meet weekly where you will have the opportunity both to be coached and to observe others being coached. You will learn, you will grow, you will laugh. And at the end of each month, where we focus on just one trait where we can all improve upon in our lives, you will see where you have personally grown and become a better version of yourself, not only for yourself, but for all those people in your life around you. The beta program begins in January and runs through March. If you would like to join me and the others who are already signed up, email me as soon as possible. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I will be back next week with another story for you. As always, I look forward to getting unstuck with you. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Getting Unstuck podcast. For more information on programs, workshops, and retreats, check out our website, www.shiragura.com.